0: The following program is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas and is also available at recordinglibrary.org. Thanks for joining us on Free Speech. Basically, this is just a sit down with some of the leaders in our community. We're hoping to get a little peek as to who they are not only politically, but personally as well. Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, everybody's welcome here. Because at the end of the day, no matter what your political affiliation, we're all nothing more than a few people just trying to sit down and figure out how to make the world a better place. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Free Speech, everybody. This is, uh, I believe, our 900th episode. We've we've done a lot of them, and today we have a very special guest, Carlos Smith, president of the Midland County Republican Women's Club. Is, is it the Re- Republican Women's Club? Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Now tell us exactly what your role in all of this is.
1: Well, can I preface that with my history? Oh, please and do, the, because it's kind of uh, weird that I'd even be involved. But uh, a couple of years ago or maybe four years ago, someone encouraged me to come mainly because the things that I believe are important for our nation and I believe are important for our country were some of the platforms that that particular group had. And so she just invited me to a meeting and she was president at the time. And so I went to meetings for a year, and the following year she asked if I would be chaplain, and I can pray, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I, that's something I can do, so I can pray, that didn't bother me at all, and so I was chaplain for a couple of years, and then the following year they asked me to be president, which was, I felt, was way outside of my expertise and comfort zone. So you went from
0: chaplain to president like yes, that? <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Okay.
1: And so... But they assured me that I could do it and that they would be there to help me and, you know, I wouldn't be a fish flailing in the water. And that's how I became president. And they asked me to become president. And I have learned so much. I've been president the last two terms. My term will be expiring this December. Now I I feel like I could probably be president. Because now I know what I'm doing right. It's at the end of it. And now I feel like I could probably do a decent job.
0: Well, I think it's weird that you uh, felt more uncomfortable uh, speaking to people than you did to the Lord.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) no. Because he already knows. Like, he knows I'm messed up. He knows, like, he went to a cross for that whole thing. He had that figured out at the very beginning. So it was no surprise to him. Other people would be surprised. Like, we didn't know she was that goofy. He's not surprised by that. So...
0: So other than your involvement with the uh, Midland uh, County Republican Women's Club, what, what else do you do? What are some of your hobbies? What are some of your interests? Uh, wh- what do you do for a living? You know, Things like that. Tell us about you.
1: Tell you about me. Well, I do a lot of things. Um, I was born in Odessa,
0: uh-huh.
1: moved here in the ninth grade, went to Austin, which is now. And I, I get this young look, this look on young people's face like, Austin, what is that? You know it as Lee Freshman.
0: Oh, I thought you meant the city, I know,
1: no. It used to be Austin Freshman School.
0: Wow, okay. And Midland
1: High School was Edison Freshman School.
0: I did not know that. I went to to Midland Freshman, actually.
1: Well, you went to Edison when I was in school. (laughs) Okay. So I went to Austin, and from there I went to Lee High School, graduated from Lee, um, went to work for the phone company. And I was inside for maybe 11 months, and then I went outside as a lineman, and I climbed poles for 10 years. I'm out. Did that? Loved it. That was the best job, because... I was able to do a lot of different things all day, every day. It wasn't confined. And so I actually, I loved that job. How even cool. in this heat, even on today's like today when it's uh. 105 and it's amazing because your body really does acclimate.
0: It does. It do. throughout I, the I, day. I, I used to work outside. Yeah, I know, but right. I, I, that doesn't mean I want to. Though. Exactly.
1: So it's the going in and out that really affects you. But when you're out there all day and then the same thing with the cold, you just layer up and you deal with it. But um, I really loved that job. And, And then I went back inside on a promotion, and then I went back outside, and I had a crew, and then I got another promotion, and I eventually ended up with half the state of Texas. And we were part of Project Pronto, which you're too young to remember this, internet service when you would get the noise, when you tried to connect to the Uh internet.
0: Oh yes, oh <laughs> like, I, you
1: yeah. You remember that? So oh, you kind of, yes. oh, see movies with that antiquated <laughs> stuff in it, right? No,
0: no, 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 no. I, okay. I had I had original AOL. I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay.
1: Well I had crews, we rolled out Project Pronto was which was the first broadband internet service, and so I had crews that spliced fiber and provision the huts in order to bring you broadband internet.
0: Oh wow. Well, so then it was, you was fun. Were, you're good in my book. I I was thirteen I believe when we had AOL, the the real the, rigid, AM. Mm-hmm, the yeah, dial the real, up. Mm-hmm. And you would sit there for thirty minutes waiting to get connected, yes. and just for and, and it would make that noise forever. Yes. And sometimes it wouldn't even get a connection.
1: <laughs> yeah. or, or and mom, just, get off the phone. I'm trying yes. to use the internet. Oh my!
0: Exactly. Oh man, nothing would make you angrier than being right in the middle of something and hearing goodbye. And yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> so you're exactly right. We were provisioning voiceover data. It was brand new technology, had never been done before. Consequently, there were a lot of hurdles to jump because there was no place to troubleshoot that. If something, when something went wrong in the field, there was no protocol. Mm -hmm. So we were the protocol, but I was with the phone company for almost 25 years and they offered a buyout. At that time, the church started to grow and I was really antsy about corporate world because I felt to, to really work in ministry with my husband full time and God provided the opportunity with the buyout. And I took the buyout and I've been working with him in ministry since then.
0: Wow. What an amazing story. That is a great story, but you don't seem nearly old enough. And I'm not going to ask your age because I know better than ask the lady old. her name. <laughs> I her don't care. But you don't seem nearly old enough to be saying, oh, I did that for 25 years as if it were a distant memory. It's you know? a
1: distant memory. <laughs> I. There was no
0: loop. There was no loop.
1: There was no loop. Target was the country. There used to be a store there called Dotson's Card and Party Factory. And if you went there, you were in the country. If you crossed Watley... You were in the country. If you're cross Whatley headed
0: north. See, I'm 35 years old, and I don't even remember the things you're talking about. And I was born and raised That's here. That's right.
1: In <laughs> I fixed some telephones for a man named, I think his name was Mr. Blakemore. He sold the land to the mall and all that surrounding area to build it. He was in the country. I couldn't find his house. Right now, Mr. Lowman lives in that house, and he has peacocks. It's right in the middle of Trinity Meadows. Yeah, yeah. But I repaired those phones and I couldn't find the house. It was so deep in the country.
0: I have a bad story or a bad experience with peacocks. <laughs> There's a neighborhood here in Midland that has them and they don't tell you that they have them just running loose. And you know, I thought something was after me uh-huh. cuz they make a really strange noise yes. and uh if you're not inspect if you're not expecting one to be right there, it's quite jarring. Right? <laughs> right, can, right. can you do the peacock noise?
1: <laughs> that is great.
0: Okay. <laughs> they make they make kind of a yeah high pitched noise. Not what you'd expect.
1: Yes. <laughs> but it's just about what I do now. Uh, we moved to Midland, to Andrews in 1985 from Midland. Okay. And my husband went to pastor a church there, and we came back to Midland in 1991, and we started doing Bible study and things like that in our home, and eventually a church was formed. That started in a home, and then we moved out on Tejas, and now we're up the street on A Street. God has done some really crazy things with those 15 people from my living room to what we have now. And
0: So you started out in the ministry just doing it from your living room?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you it's know, like, normal? is what everybody does? Not, I don't advise it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his, his mother uh, had uh, a church that started in—well, uh, I get. I say garage, but that's kind of – it was more than a garage, but mm-hmm. basically um, same, same concept right there in their home. And yeah. uh, it's grown to be quite a bit bigger, but uh, that's a pretty amazing story what you have there. I mean, uh, what, what kind of church are we talking about? Like what, what, uh, what denomination?
1: Well, it's non-denominational. We are the Church of the Misfits. We oh, just yeah? don't fit in anywhere else. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And when I said I don't advise it, I don't advise it unless you're called to do it. Let me just throw out a caveat Oh no, no, there. no. no. I, yeah, no I just want to make sure needed. that well, I just want to make sure that everyone understands that because working in the ministry, there's nothing more fulfilling, but also nothing more challenging. And only God can keep you there and and uh guide you to do what He's called you to do. I believe that this is the reason I breathe his air. So when people say, I don't know how you do that, like, I don't know what else I could do, but he gave me his air to do this, so what else am I going to be doing? So I'm so comfortable in what he's called me to do. is second nature. This is what I do.
0: This is why I live. Well, I guess, you know, after everything that you've said, it's uh, really kind of hard to believe that you can even find the time to be the president of the Republican Women's Club.
1: Well, it's it's challenging, but like I said, the the team, the the board, the part that That is there to support me. They make me look really good. Like, I'm doing all these great things, and it's not really me. It's all these people around me that are helping and that are are chipping in and that are picking up the slack and are carrying the ball and are saying, hey, let's try this or let's try that. So it's just a great team of people. And without them, no, it would never
0: happen. How often do you guys meet?
1: We meet once a month on the second Wednesday of every month. We have a luncheon have some great speakers during election cycles. It's really great because we have all the candidates come in to speak. and want to drop any names? Well, you know, I'll drop this name. Um We were having a regular luncheon, and even I didn't know this, but they kept telling me, you know, we need to keep it to this time and this time. A couple of people that kind of had some inkling. And so I'm up doing the meeting right, and Eric Trump walks in. And so that was just pretty. Yeah. Wow. That, yes. That was pretty cool. That was pretty, pretty cool. So, I mean, and all of our local candidates and then our statewide candidates, all of them, you name them, they have come to speak to Midland County Republican women. But I will tell you why. Why we are one of the most viable places that they like to come speak. MCRW is the largest Republican women's group in Texas. And we are the second largest in the United States. Oh, really? Yes.
0: Now, it's safe to say that you guys are Trump supporters.
1: Well, we're Republicans, yes. So we do support our our um, our candidates. Absolutely. So, yes, we are Trump supporters. Whether he was our first choice or not, on the Republican ticket.
0: I won't push it any further.
1: Okay, well, you know, I, I, I may have been more of a Cruz girl okay. to start off with, but Cruz didn't win the, the nomination. And once he didn't win the nomination, then because of my platform and what I believe are, is important to me and those issues align with the Republican Party, right. then I got behind our candidate and I will stay behind our candidate.
0: Well, um, for so, for some of the people out there who have a hard time really getting behind uh, supporting Trump, what are some of the things, some of the good things that you see in him?
1: Well, right off the bat, he secured what I believe, our Supreme Court. Okay, there are things that are important to me. I I don't necessarily like saying you need to be this. You need to be a Republican. You need to be a Democrat. You need to be a liberal, or you need to be this, or you need to be that. I want you to weigh your values and the things that are important to you, and then that's the way you should go to the poll. Right. For me, those things that are important to me right now are on the Republican platform. Right. So that's why I go. To the polls. So it's important to me that the nation r- remains strong.
0: So basically, like, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But uh, okay. so basically what you're saying is um, it doesn't matter what the label is. But currently, right now, Republicans are the ones who are most upholding what you hold valuable.
1: That is correct. I believe my Judeo-Christian belief is number one, first and foremost, Um I believe that, that we need to secure our borders for for lots of reasons. I believe that um, in the sanctity of life, that's important to me. I believe that that's biblical. So I can't throw those things out for any other issues. Those are primary because they I believe they are founded on biblical principles. So I can't, for me, I can't look God in the face and say, well, God, I know what you said, but this reform over here was more important. Right. Or this was more important to me. Absolutely. So for me, I have to stand on what I believe he has, has obligated me to do. And I, I can't waver from that.
0: So when, when was it exactly you decided to become politically active?
1: I think we've all we've been ever since I was, I don't know, 20s, 30s, I knew I should vote. And my pastor, who is really cute, like. He's really cute.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you might be a little bit go biased, on? though. I don't know. Just as you said, go on.
1: That's all I can say about that. But He's just really, really cute. But m- my pastor is also my husband. He's yeah. always <laughs> he has always encouraged us to be involved in our community and our surroundings, not just in the church walls. Even when the church was established, he he pushed us or propelled us to go to city council meetings, go to county commissioner meetings, get involved in the mayor's communities, get involved in everything in the community, even though they were foreign to us, they were outside of our comfort zone. And so in getting involved, you 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 had to get involved. And for me, I I'm one of those people that don't complain if you're not doing anything. Right. I can complain all day about, the politics, the government, this official, that person. But if I'm not doing anything, then shut up. That's for me. I agree. That's my I, advice. I
0: agree 100%. To
1: myself. Even when I managed crews at the phone company, I'd have 15 guys per crew. So, and I had a rule. You can't bring a complaint into the meeting without a solution.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Be a part of the solution, exactly. not a part of the problem. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And
1: so I got involved just because I was complaining. I didn't know what I mean I, I didn't know what to do I mean literally I didn't know what to do once I got involved I that just knew That is the knew, best
0: explanation ever. Yeah.
1: Okay, you're complaining so you need to join something, right? Yeah. You need to get if involved. If you're
0: complaining, you need to start trying to do something about exactly. it. Exactly. I can't argue with that. That's and a good reason. And I have reason. to
1: tell you this, I just went to the state convention which was my first uh last month. It was so eye-opening. I mean, I tell anybody, I don't care what political party you're affiliated with know your party's platform and see if it lines up with what you believe in. But I was never so impressed about how much I at the local uh, I as a person on the local level, how much I impacted state government and federal government. I'm telling you, it is the few people that will take the time to get involved, to be delegates. And I actually and beginning to really understand this huge
0: political process machine. And it is a hard process to understand. I definitely do not. um, But you're absolutely right. I'm I'm of the opinion that you should think locally and work your way outward, not the other way around. And a lot of people have it the opposite.
1: Yes, yes. They think I can't affect what President Trump does. So since I can't call him on the phone – then I I I'm, I'm I of don't know value. Right. It doesn't
0: matter. Well, I mean, if you look on Facebook, you see a lot of these national political issues at hand, but you never you rarely see anything blowing up locally politically mm-hmm. as as much. And and I think that really we should be focusing in. On locally what we can change around us and it will have a rippling effect that works outward, not the other way around.
1: That's exactly right. And when you when you go to your county conventions and and you are appointed as a delegate or you go to the state convention, even as a guest, I'm telling you, like Midland County. Oh, there was a big number. I can't remember now how many delegates we could have. But we only took 60 something. But we could have like 90 something or 100. I don't know. There's some huge number, but we don't even have that many people involved or that are willing to go. And then you go and one by one, 300 and something planks, 300 and something issues that that encompass all of Texas, every wall, everything that goes on, you get to vote on. Yeah. You get to have a voice. You get to go to a mic and say, I agree with that because or I don't want to do that because. Right. like You can do that.
0: I think a lot of people are afraid to really speak yes. up because they're afraid they're going to sound dumb. And, yes. And, right. and,
1: That's me. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think we're – you know what? I'm actually really glad to hear somebody <laughs> who is active politically say that because here I do. I do this radio show. Mm-hmm. And half the time, to be perfectly honest, I'm sitting here like, I should know more about this.
1: Exactly. We think we should know everything or someone's going to ask us a, a question that we can't answer. Right. Exactly. And, I, you know, I learned how to 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 get over that working in ministry. Because a lot of times people expect you to know the answers to other questions. Mm-hmm. Or they want to throw a Bible stump at you. you right. I mean, there's always, yeah. always that person that wants to ask you where to can't get his wife or something. Definitely. You know? but, when I became comfortable saying, I don't know the answer to that.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, I don't know the answer to that. And I, okay. think, I think in ministry, there needs to be a lot more of that, actually, cause, because cause it's okay not to know the answer. And politics. <laughs> and,
1: and politics. politics. <laughs> and you don't have to know the answer. Now, I can probably find it. Right. I can go look for it, and you were asking me about like one of the main things that was so important to me as soon as President Trump took office was securing the Supreme Court. Why is that important? Because those are lifetime appointments, and in my, for me, from my stand, if if the Supreme Court is one sided or lopsided to things that I believe are morally incorrect for our nation, then those laws continue to be passed. And mm-hmm. passed and passed and we may not ever be able to get them overchanged and or if no one overturned, um, speaks yeah. their overturned. Yes, right. and so when he made that one appointment.
0: It kinda of brought balance. A little
1: oh bit. my gosh. I'm telling you, had it not been that way, it would have gone the opposite way for me and it would not have, have been very good. Another thing is the Johnson Amendment. The Johnson Amendment was passed uh back in the sixties and it was because church people were were saying, you know, we don't think that's a good candidate for our cause and all that. And because it was against, he passed a law that said churches can't or they shouldn't or they jeopardize their 501c3 or blah, 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 blah. Kind of took away free speech from the church that they couldn't talk. So a lot of people have coattailed on that and have said, okay, well, because of this, the church can't say that that's a sin or the church can't do this or the church can't do that.
0: And, and that's, that's where, that's where we get into a separation of church and state issue is should the church have a voice politically?
1: Well, The church cannot mandate, the church should not mandate the religion for the people. Right. That's a personal and a free choice. We we keep hearing the term separation of church and state, which is a made-up term. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Bill of Rights, but it's the interpretation that some have said. And no, and, and it was designed so that the government couldn't tell the people, just like in England, you must... Worship the Church of England. You must give your money to the Church of England. That's where the mindset or concept of, of separation, separation of church and state. Now, we're not wanting freedom. And this is, I know, an, a well-used phrase, but I have to say it. We, we're not wanting freedom of religion. We want freedom from religion. Like, we don't want any... We want there to be, like, nothing. Happen. No no prayer in school. No Bible reading. Any student that shows up with the Bible, you know. and And ironically it's the it's the bible and the christian principles that the kids are not free to discuss. They can discuss every other religion. Hmm. And every other religion has value.
0: That's never been my experience.
1: But it is now. And and uh we do we work with the Alliance Defending Freedom and and I get you. We we do because cuz the kids have a right. We do see at the pole, we do um Bible day where we buy all these bibles for our youth because they are free to hand out those bibles at school if they want to. But the a lot of times the teachers will, uh, I don't know, uh, escalate their authority and say that the kid can't, and the kid being afraid will be like, oh, I can't do that, which is not really true. But um, I, I people should have the freedom to to exercise their religion.
0: I agree, I agree with that. Now, with that said, politically, mm-hmm. has there ever been a a time or several occasions where you felt conflicted religiously and politically, personally and professionally. Has there, ever, have they ever really conflicted with each other?
1: Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to answer that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because I work in Christendom, well, I'm not confronted with it as much as in the secular world. Someone that may be in a secular uh, job position. Now, I have a lot of friends, people that I love, and people that know I love them. Relatives that may may do things that are conflicting to what my Christian principles are, but it doesn't mean that I can't work with them. I can't love them. We can't be friends. We can't. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that I don't believe that that is morally sound. You, you disagree. I disagree. I, I I agree that I I don't think you should lie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's no different and I shouldn't either. You know, let me just say that not that I'm so morally superior. I'm just saying that there is a moral compass, a moral sphere that covers all of us. And that we all should do our best to abide by it and when we're not, then it's it's sin, whether it's in me or anybody else.
0: Right. And that that compass, do you, do you think that people who uh, don't necessarily follow the Christian religion have that same compass?
1: No, I don't believe that. I believe that there are a lot of people that have the same values that I have, and they, they're not necessarily Christian.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Okay, okay, yeah.
1: Gotcha. That, yeah. that
0: makes sense. Um, so, before we run out of time, because we only have about seven minutes left. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there one thing that you would really like to say to the women of this community?
1: Yes, I, I would. Miller County Republican women, are three uh, mantras, if you will, are engage, empower, and educate and Midland County Republican Women was started in 1960 to encourage women to get involved in the political process. With that being said, our membership is open to men also. And at our luncheons, we have men and women. Our luncheons are the second Wednesday of every month at 1130 out at Midland Country Club only there because right now they're the only ones that can host us that are large enough to host us and have a venue. Hey, nobody's so, going
0: to complain about going to the country club.
1: Well, it's <laughs> sometimes the distance and sometimes yeah. it's not convenient to get there from downtown. Fair enough. And we used to be at the Petroleum Club, but uh, that didn't. But the
0: country club's so much nicer. than... Well,
1: the, I know, and I like it, but for some people, they that's a drawback. They, I,
0: I, well, you can't please all the people all the time. That I is suppose. true. <laughs> so <laughs> I encourage.
1: I would love oh, for you guys just. to come. We don't meet June, July. Sometimes not in August either. We probably 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 have an August, uh, an August meeting this year, and then but we meet January to May, then we take off during the summer, and then we meet until December. And like I said, that's the second Wednesdays of every month. But we encourage everybody to come out. The lunches are twenty five dollars if you're if you don't RCP early enough. If you do, then it's twenty dollars. But you get a great lunch. You get great speakers. We've got some, um, hopefully, some good programs lined up. I'm not sure what all we have lined up right now. Sherry Merkitt is our programs chair. Then also volunteer. Abby had said something about Volunteering. We have so many areas. And let me tell you something. Okay, you said you couldn't believe I was this old, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, what does that tell you? <laughs> like, we need some young I did people.
0: Not, I did not say this old. <laughs> That's okay. Those I words don't care. Did not come hey, out of my embrace mouth. embrace
1: it. Like, if I embrace that I am that old, it helps me to embrace <laughs> you guys even more. Right. Like, I need, we need some young ideas. And, and if we're raising a lot of times in some areas, in a lot of areas, we're raising a generation that doesn't love our country.
0: Yeah. Right? It and they seems don't like that. It seems
1: love like that. our freedom. They don't love what we stand for. And anyone that doesn't love it won't fight for it. Yep.
0: Right? And so true.
1: we need you guys, your friends that even if you just come to the lunches and see, be like me, I'm complaining. Let me go see what I can do. You know, let, me go get a, <laughs> let me go get a lunch anyway. And, Come out and, and invite your friends. And we had a group of young people to go from our church uh, last month. I, I couldn't go, but I got a uh, an email from someone that Alan West was going to be here. Yeah. And if we could get some young people to go. And so about 12 of them went, and they were so fired up to get involved. <laughs> when they, And I was so glad because I couldn't convey it the way he conveyed it. Mm-hmm. But he was able to inspire them to get involved in. in, Some people just have
0: that gift, you know.
1: Yes, yes. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you to to come out and and just come to luncheon and and see where you can plug in and and be a part of your country, of your community, of your Midland, of your people. We just had uh, three weeks ago. um, We used to have it every year, but we didn't. We haven't had it in about three years. Pack the house. Mm -hmm. And it's a racial reconciliation uh, community uh involvement and your pastor was there from first baptist there. oh yeah you were there too i saw you so there were there were a lot of people there and our theme is is different Color still brothers and we got new t-shirts this
0: year and abby why aren't you over here saying some things cuz y'all y'all i just She's, real i just realized y'all know each other
1: yeah we do we do there's a
0: She's the a a- photographer. <laughs> photographer, today.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, I, I love Abby. I got a chance to meet her. Actually, the woman that got me involved in MCRW is the person that introduced me to Abby.
0: Oh, nice. So, yeah, there's <laughs> yes. that
1: triangle there that's just all nice and tidy, which is Rhonda Lacey. You know, they call her Miss Republican. Rhonda's really, she, oh my God, she's like this tall. But who she? Is.
0: Wait, Abby. Abby, do you go to her church? Is that where you know her from?
1: She uh, goes to church with Rhonda.
0: with Rhonda. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yes, yes. And so, um, <laughs> so where can we find your events? Do you have a Facebook page? MCRW.us. Have- okay, okay. And then, uh, Middle County Republican Women. We do have a Facebook page. Great. So there are our things we have a great uh, lady Sharon Humphreys that uh, posts keeps our Facebook. Up and running and, and all the latest things going on. You can find out what our latest lunches are. You can also join. I'd like to encourage you all to join. It's only 20 bucks a year. And again, because we are the largest, pop, they listen to us.
0: That's actually not bad at all, 20 bucks right. a year.
1: Yes. And now we, we do re-up every November. So I want you to join now because we need to get on our, our numbers back to where we were. And then I'm going to ask you to rejoin in November. Gotcha. Okay? okay. <laughs> I, see. I, I just want to make that clear. Now, now,
0: Do you guys have a website they can go to to join?
1: MCRW.Us.
0: MCRW.Us.
1: Okay, I have a question. What um What is the commitment like if we join? What are we committing to? Twenty dollars. No. no. <laughs> 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 but like, is there just, is there a time commitment? Volunteer. There is not. We want you to volunteer. There is no commitment to join. But yes, we want our members involved. We've got strike forces that you know, Rhonda leads up. Will you go door to door during elections? We've got uh phone campaigns and may ask you to work for Ted Cruz or may ask you to work for uh Elizabeth Leonard. And we will work for our Republican I candidates.
0: Ju- I do love Judge Leonard.
1: All right, yeah. So we, we went to school together.
0: She's been uh, on this show. I mean, yes, she has yes this she has. Show. We
1: didn't go to school together. We did Bible study together. <laughs> um but I've known her and then Dan for years. Uh three of us just received a tribute to women's award at the state convention. It was myself and Judge Leonard and Grace Jones and That was a lot of fun, but yeah, anybody can come. Anybody can get involved. I forgot your question. (laughs) You you my best to think of. You answered it. No, no, no. You
0: you, you answered it very well. But I have I have a question pertaining to our listeners. Do you know anybody with a visual impairment or a disability of any sort like that? I do. Okay. Actually, I do. Tell us a little bit about them.
1: Well, I know um, one lady that had a stroke, and she's going through the aphasia oh, center. Yeah,
0: we, we help a lot of people with aphasia. As a matter of fact, i got my aphasia got center aphasia. mug right here. All
1: right, all right. You're on it. You're oh. on it. Um, and then some, actually some, more of the people that I know are uh, more literate impaired. Mm-hmm. They're, and and, they're and older, help. and so they feel kind of a challenge sometimes to, to reading books which my husband's an avid reader, and he is always encouraging us to read, and we're doing different Bible studies, and there's a lot of reading. And so a couple of times we brought books here for you guys to read so that our people at church— can do the Bible study with us.
0: And, and so yeah. you, you're already really familiar with what we do. I am and, and very familiar. And we help a lot of people that are just uh, illiterate. Yes. Uh, I mean, anybody with a reading disability is going yes. to try to And help.
1: I love that. And I, whenever I call you guys and say, can I get a, a couple more copies of this? Sure, we'll have them right there. And we'll drop them off. We want Definitely. them on this. Do you Want them on Flash Drive? What do you want them mean I mean, I've just, I have nothing but praise for the work you guys do I here.
0: We, we appreciate it. Now, you said your husband's more of the reader in the family?
1: Well, he used to be. He
0: used to be. It started
1: out (laughs) that way, but it rubbed off on me, and we both, like, we read all the time. What are you currently reading?
0: You stole my question.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Let's see. What am I currently... I almost have to get my Kindle to look. Um, I am reading, again, Mere Christianity... Yes, Lewis, and I'm also reading Pilgrim's Progress, which is one of my classics, one of my go-to books. I just finished a trilogy. I also read a lot of Christian fiction. I just finished a trilogy for the second time uh, by Randy Alcorn, Deadline, Dominion, and Deception, which are three of my favorite books. My other favorite Christian fiction is Francine Rivers. I've read her trilogy twice which is absolutely phenomenal, and then I gave you guys a book to read for me called the President by Parker hudson
0: I've seen that book okay I've, I've seen it well, I've seen it here actually okay. so.
1: I brought it because I wrote a Bible study to go with that book. I read it a long time ago, and long story short, I wrote a bible study and then he wanted he wants to publish the Bible study along with this book oh, that's and we great. had some women at church that did not read very well, so I brought great. the book to you guys, an awesome and idea. you read it for me, and so we were able to provide it. For them, and they were able to keep up with
0: us. That's awesome. So it's great. That is so I love awesome. That. All right, so you can't say the Bible because we already know you're going to say the Bible is your favorite book. But what's your favorite book of all time?
1: Pilgrim's Progress. Okay, <laughs> hands down, hands down.
0: See, so because uh, I I found out that if you ask people, hey, what's your favorite book? The Bible is usually their go-to. That's a Sunday
1: school answer. (laughs) I always say no Sunday school answers when I ask questions. Jesus God, Holy Spirit. You can take that.
0: No Sunday school school answers.
1: answers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, shows on Netflix, anything like that? Are you currently binge-watching anything?
1: No. I binge-watch NCIS, Bonanza, Leave it to Beaver.
0: Leave Uh, it to Beaver? I love Leave it to Beaver. Okay, you, you're showing your age now. Okay. I know. Leave
1: the Beaver, Gunsmoke. And...
0: Gunsmoke. My <laughs> yes. grandfather watches Gunsmoke. Yes,
1: and I don't know if, because I'm old now, the nostalgia is kicking in, because I used to watch it with my grandmother.
0: Okay, so yeah. So I don't,
1: I don't know if that's what it is. I've tried to assess that, that whole thing, but I mean, I, I love those shows. But I, NCIS LA and NCIS, and I, then Scorpion.
0: I watch some things off of just pure nostalgia as well, so I get What do you it. watch? Uh, well, uh, I watch The Monsters. Okay. Um, I Love Lucy. I um, Oh, uh, I watch a lot of Monty Python and a lot of the Three Stooges because me and my grandpa used to watch them. See, see. I totally get it. I totally get it. Yes. All right. So the one thing I do like to ask all of our folks, because I had Gary Painter on the show one time.
1: He's at every meeting. He's at every (laughs) MCRW meeting.
0: I wouldn't doubt it. But he, uh, at random, told us this really weird talent or really weird ability, I guess, that he has. Uh, He is a certified hypnotist. And... He just threw that out there, and it threw. I did it blue. not know that. Nobody knows that, so I've started asking everybody on this show, "Do you have any strange talents, abilities? Um, whether I, even if it's something simple like you can make, I don't know, bird calls, things like that. Anything? Do you have any strange talents?
1: The only one I can think of, and I'm going to let you in on my secret weapon because I only do this if my husband's really mad at me. And he's not talking. To me. <laughs> I can't whistle. Okay. And apparently, when I try, it looks really funny. <laughs> and he cannot. I mean, I don't care how. And I only pull it out like
0: as a last resort when he's mad, and yeah. you got to you got to pull the trump card. Yeah,
1: I got to pull the trump card. I'll just get in his face and start trying to whistle, and he just falls out laughing. He can't take <laughs> it. He can't Wait,
0: take it. Okay, I've got. I've got to ask. Can you? Can you? <laughs> show us this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go.
1: You ready?
0: We're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> You've almost got it. You almost did it. You almost did really, it. I got. It wasn't. And well, then I, I, I like, okay. <laughs> Well, I
1: heard a rumor that you're a singer. Uh oh. That was a
0: rumor. That's a rumor. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I do get a chance to sing quite a bit. I see I what it really is. You married
0: a preacher really so you could it. sing in the choir. I
1: so i i don't know god had that all figured out before we ever had a clue so <laughs> i guess it did work out that way but i i do enjoy
0: things. oh yeah would you be willing to maybe sing us a couple bars wow of
1: what
0: <laughs> i don't know um the old rugged cross yes? maybe
1: you you want to join
0: <laughs> i was about to say i don't think she wants to join she's been so quiet this whole time
1: let's introduce her daughter yeah this and is my grandbaby. Grand grand this is number, Javin, grandda- number three yeah. Number three. Oldest is at Texas Tech, and the middle one will be a senior at Midland High.
0: Oh, so is she the youngest granddaughter? You she's have?
1: the youngest granddaughter of my son. Wow, that is a who, wide
0: range. You got one at Texas Tech, and then how old are you, Javin? She's seven years old.
1: She's seven. My son is a detective here in Midland. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even talk about my kids. What kind of mother am I? <laughs> and then my daughter. <laughs> She works for R S P until today. She works for Concho.
0: My my fiance works oh. for Concho.
1: Okay, because Concho bought out R. S P and then they made their job offers today. And oh. so today so as of today she works for Concho.
0: Okay, a lot of things are making sense to me right now. My my fiance's boss is being transferred to another department. I bet that has something to do with it.
1: Probably has a lot to do with it. But she's he's probably he's probably things.
0: being promoted. So.
1: Yeah. My daughter my son's been with MPD or in the legal system since he graduated from tech.
0: If you don't mind, what's your son's name? If you don't mind me asking. Geo. Okay.
1: Everybody knows him as Gio.
0: Okay. I, and, and I only ask that because he's a police officer. A lot of a lot mm-hmm. of times, the police officers don't really like to identify themselves publicly. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, unfortunately, everybody knows him and everybody knows us. He's from here. <laughs> you know, he can't hide. Well, we're but thankful for all that he does. Thank you so much. I am so proud of well, him. Well,
0: Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you. This program was a production of the Recording Library of West Texas and is also available at recordinglibrary.org.